are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. And Christy, you are here for a reason as well. Absolutely, Jeff. I'm glad to be joining you again today. And good day to you. Thank you to the audience for joining us. The broadcast is Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. This is Christy. The tagline of the show is Live Right in the Real World. We will not tell you how to live, but we will expose the real world, and then you make your own decision. Today, we're going to be doing some breaking news and some not-so-breaking news with a different uh, scope on it than anyone else has put out that I've seen so far. So we're going to be covering things like the Cuban Missile Crisis. We're going to be talking about shortages. We're going to be talking about the Suez Canal. And what am I missing? I'm missing one other. Oh, and we're going to talk about Twitter because we haven't weighed in on that oh, yet. Jeff, you have me, Christy, to say that it was nothing but a distraction. I still say it was nothing but a distraction, Jeff. Um, <laughs> we got to think. You know, you know, there's big talk out here about Twitter, and is President Trump going to go back to Twitter? Why would he create his own social network and go back? And if so, we have to really question that too. And could this takeover of Twitter be trying to take away from Truth Social? I think so. I think so, Jeff. And I also think that they're trying to gather more information. If anybody's even signed into their Twitter account today, you now have to put in your birthday. You can't get past the sign-up process without putting in your birthday, and you have not always had to do that with Twitter. Very interesting. So let's let's talk about Elon for a moment. And and there's and I, I implore you to search some historical recounts and some documentaries on him. Uh, he is a made man. He didn't make himself. No, and there's even talk, Jeff, that. He's not even the same man that started PayPal. A lot of people don't realize that he started PayPal. He does look quite different. There are some similarities. And, you know, I know people can change and they can look completely different, especially men. So we have to look really carefully. I have not had an opportunity to really look at those photos, but I would challenge our audience to really look back at some of the photos. Also look at some of the charity events that he's attended with the handprints on the wall and again, you know, I, I want to make it really clear the other day when we were speaking about Elon that I had, you know, was not making fun at all of anyone stuttering or anything like that. But if you notice when he's speaking about things, he's really clear on some things. And then um, whenever he's asked a question that I feel like he does not know the answer to, his stutter comes out. And I think that's something that we all have to pay attention to, because if you think about just human nature, you are very clear on giving a message that you know a lot about, but when you don't know a lot about it, you may tend to stutter or hesitate, um, have to stop and think about things. 
Yeah, and I don't think he's this brilliant engineer that any everyone has said. Uh, and listen, you don't have to be to start a company. You have to get the right people. And uh, some of the best companies have been started on the back of a napkin with an idea. So I'm certainly not opposed to that. And, you know, he was brought into a wealthy family. So he was obviously raised on how to do money and things like that. Uh, but all of a sudden to be called the richest man in the world, which, by the way, I do not believe. Do I believe oh, he's I don't, rich? I don't believe it either. Or, Jeff, what about the first African-American to start a social media or, or to own a social media company? How about that? How about that headline? So, <laughs> and, the, and then the other really funny one is Netflix. You know, the Netflix documentary. I have not seen it myself, but I have, you know, I got a lot of backlash when I said, you know, Elon's a bad guy. And um, everybody was referring to this Netflix documentary. Well, think about who owns Netflix, everyone. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. That's right. So you know what? One of our listeners, uh, Debbie, uh, thank you, Debbie, had posted a short two-minute video. And I just thought it was so well done. I want to feature uh, this video. And it just talks about Elon. And uh, if you're only listening, you don't can't see the video. Everything is done audio. Uh, but uh, she does a good visual presentation as well. So let me just share my screen here and uh, go to the Telegram. You're going to like this, Christy. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does a good job. Oh, I got to go to the screen. Not on Twitter. And some of you think this is a really good thing, but it's not. Elon Musk isn't your savior. He's a globalist and supports the new world order. If you didn't know this by now, you haven't been paying attention because he said it like a thousand times. On February 14, 2017, day two of the World Government Summit in Dubai, Musk warned that AI could potentially become a threat to human society and that governments should keep an eye on it, meaning that they should control it, meaning that he should create it and we should all pay him for it. But after warning of the dangers of AI, Musk then revealed the Tesla robot in August of 2021, a humanoid machine that would do exactly what Musk warned it would, replace human labor. To be clear, Musk warned of a threat, then created the threat. This is called gaslighting. Musk also said that working in the future would be a choice, as everyone will get a living wage for just, you know, living. But what about legacy, meaning, and purpose in life? Musk said that the answer to that would be to merge biological and digital intelligence. Funny, that's exactly what Klaus Schwab said. But how will this be done? Through a company that Musk owns called Neuralink. But no one's explaining how this merger will give anyone purpose, meaning, or joy. However, what needs no explanation is the fact that if your brain and your digital extension are merged, your access to information, money, and communication can all be controlled and even denied. And no one's pointing out that this would lead to another globalist pet project. Depopulation. Do you see it yet? After all, if AI replaces human labor, and if everyone gets a living wage, then cutting costs means getting rid of people. And who gets to make that choice? Betas like this guy? Yeah, okay. Revenge of the Nerds wasn't a documentary guy. Relax. If all of this sounds crazy, keep in mind that Musk also said that we must colonize Mars to save humanity. I could go on, but why spoil the ending? Do your research and you'll see for yourself. Elon Musk is no hero. He's just a globalist head case with the resources and the following to end us all. Oh, yeah. And God bless America. <laughs> I, you know, Jeff, she she actually missed one of the biggest things regarding Elon. I mean, Jeff, Neuralink. if your wife, well, you're probably like she said, there's there's a lot more. But the biggest thing is biblically, we're supposed to love God love our spouse. Okay. Number one, Elon's never married this person he's with. And what does she believe in? Complete communism. 
I mean, yeah. it's right out in the open. So you can't love someone and lay down in bed with them and who loves communism and not be a part of it yourself. I'm sorry, you just can't. That That is such a good point. And don't forget, he owns tunneling machines. And there's been a lot of talk about tunnels and wow. maglift trains and things like that. I'm telling you, folks. Uh, <laughs> it goes no, on and on. His list goes on and on. It's, it's way bigger. My check marks on Elon are much longer in the bad column than in the good column. But hey, sound off in the comments. Let us know what you guys think, right, Jeff? That's right. Let us know. Uh, we're curious. Uh, just say good or bad. Uh, try to try not to use the names too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, hey, we don't keep these Let's videos. Let's go Telegram. Take What's it to that? Telegram. Take it to Telegram. <laughs> yes. No, no. Listen, leave the comments here. That's fine. Um, all right. So there is a lot of stuff happening with that. But, you know, one of the things that, uh, well, why don't you talk about the Suez Canal? Because a lot of people don't know this. Okay. So the Suez Canal. Oh, sorry, not the Suez Canal, the Panama Canal. Oh, the Panama Canal. Okay. So we want to start Panama Canal. So the Panama Canal. And, and we're going to tie the Suez Canal and Panama Canal and other canals and other things in together today. Um, the Suez Canal, I mean, we all know what happened to the Suez Canal where the, the ship was stuck. So we'll go to that in just a moment. But the Panama Canal, I've been to the Panama Canal. I actually speak and teach in Guatemala, the retailers in Guatemala. And I remember the first time I was going th through Guatemala and Panama I was in Panama City. Imagine, Jeff, they put me up at the Hard Rock Hotel in Panama City, Panama. Good choice. And, yeah. And um, whenever they put me up in the, the, whenever they put me up at the Panama City Hard Rock, they took us on a trip to the Panama Canal. It was quite boring. It was like really long trip and a lot of traffic. And in a third, what seems like a third world country. I mean, I don't know if it's still rated a third world country. It depends on what day it is, I guess. But we go to the Panama Canal and, you know, it's very interesting how it's so narrow. But what was most interesting is, do you know that China owns the Panama Canal, Jeff? But didn't the U.S. build and pay for it? Yes, we did. And guess what? It was sold, I believe, either during Clinton or Obama administration. Imagine that. Our sources coming to us here in America, the way to cut off thousands of miles for ships to keep our costs down is now owned by China. Oh. And, and what's interesting about that is, of course, it cuts off so many miles, but that gives Eastern Europe and Asia a real quick pathway. And not too far when you go through that canal, you get to Cuba. And this is probably... The most breaking story, you had sent me a note that uh, that Monkey Works had posted. And, you know, he's been pretty reliable with information. Well, Monkey Works, I think for those of you who don't really know what Monkey Works is, he is, it's my understanding that he's former military in some way. And he, all he does is utilize air traffic to tell a story. OK, he doesn't allow any of us to share any of his content. So I do encourage you guys to go on to Mon Mon Monkey Works and it's W-E-R-X. 
um, on his YouTube channel. It's very good, but he basically just gives a briefing daily of what the air traffic looks like, what surveillance traffic looks like, and he breaks it down. And so I noticed um, last night that he had posted that he believed the Cuban Missile Crisis is upon us because China and Russia are headed into the cube into Cuba. And and as soon as I read that, I remembered that uh, that Juan Osaven, you know, has been talking about this Cuban Missile Crisis for well over a year that I'm aware of, and that we needed this big event to finally break, you know, everything that's happening and going on. That's what he says. I don't know mm -hmm. uh, if that is what's going to happen. But it's, first of all, it's interesting that, uh, you know, maybe he really is plugged in and knows a lot of people who very high up. Maybe this is part of a plan. Maybe, maybe he's knowing plans of someone else. I don't know what to think. Uh, I like listening to him. Well, we have to connect the dots here, Jeff. So, you know, people who have met one of seven, such as um, Carrie Cassidy and others, claim that he is the same stature, looks very much like, and they truly believe, and these are pretty smart, very, very intelligent people who have met him, spent time with him in person. And when they have actually asked if he is JFK Jr., he really doesn't want a lot to do with them afterwards. So we... And then there are other people who have not exposed his identity, um, who he still speaks with, like Nino. And yes, he is on the show and he does seem to know an awfully lot about a lot of things that a lot of people, you know, normally would not know about. And he has always said that there's going to be a Cuban Missile Crisis. And he just so happened to go on Nino's show. He wanted to give a message. I've not listened to the entire message on Nino's show, um, but I do believe that it's related to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. So he, when he was in Vegas, he was in the public purview, and he certainly doesn't look like JFK Jr. Um, however, you know, you can do anything these days with uh, you know, masks and cosmetology. So who knows uh, about that? And there, there's just so many weird things that there are said and, and done. And I don't know, but I do know one thing. Uh, and in the entertainment business, if someone accuses you of something, and particularly if it's up-branding, and that would certainly be an up-branding uh, situation, you never deny. Right. <laughs> or confirm. You just <laughs> leave it out there, right? The more people talk, the better. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, too, you know, he, he does show a lot of his cars, and, you know, he's obviously extremely wealthy, so this is not someone who is, you know, sitting in their basement pretending um, because, you know, the footage and things that he provides and the places that he is, including Mar-a-Lago many times. Um, if you know what the surroundings of Mar-a-Lago looks like, you know, he's obviously there. Um, it's not like he has the best video footage. It's, he's not going online and grabbing this footage. So those are things that I pay attention to. And you know, whether it's true or not, we still have to pay attention to it. We have to pay attention to Russia and China um, at our border. Literally, that's about 30 miles. I think it's 30, 30, 60 miles away from Key West. 60 miles from Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, and, and if that's what's upon us, you know, he's been warning about that, 
you know, pretty much his whole entire message, you know, hours upon hours, you can listen to him, but that's one of the, the major warnings. And if this is JFK Jr., um, his, or if 107 is JFK Jr., he would definitely know about some of these things that um, his father experienced along with you know, the JFK Jr. death and everything else that we're hoping are going to be revealed. Um, Jeff, I mean, I don't even know what to say because it's like such a mess and everything we've ever heard is an absolute lie regarding that. And um, this is this all involves our channeling to be able to get things from Asia to the United States in a very quick manner. And not only if they if that is shut down, these um, barges are going to have to go, you know, many more miles to be able to reach us. So those are things that we have to prepare for. Yeah. And just in keeping with the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis for a moment, uh, don't forget, you don't know who is coming across from the South. There's millions of people and now it's going to accelerate. They're telling you it's going to accelerate. They've mm -hmm. been telling you for months it's going to accelerate. And don't and, and I would be remiss to not mention that Canada is housing Chinese soldiers and they're on the northern border as well, which is the largest unprotected border in the world. Yes. And the good news is I do know that there are a lot of people here with guns and they have ammunition to go with them because they've been stockpiling for years, this. not months. <laughs> okay. I know people in Tennessee who daily would go out and daily they would go to every single gun shop and get their limits on ammunition because ammunition was a thing, you know, like that was, that was monitored that you could only buy so much ammunition. It's like, you can only buy two packs of eggs. When you go to the grocery store, you could only buy like two boxes of ammunition per day. Um, that's basically what they were trying to do to keep people from really stockpiling the ammunition because at the end of the day, that ammunition is worth more than the dollars in our bank accounts. It sure is, and, and it might came might come in handy. And I, I've always said, you know, uh, listen, I I don't want to end up in one of these camps. I'd rather go out in a blaze of glory. I said I'm going to decorate with ammunition, Jeff. <laughs> you know, you have gold, a bullets, gold bullets look really pretty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting these little bullet antennas. They're like a 50 cal shell antennas from my motorcycle. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> But you know what these guys in Tennessee are doing, Christy, is they're taking a stand. They are. And they're taking a stand for liberty, in That's fact. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and we have to take a stand take for our food. Stand, <laughs> if you don't take a stand for liberty, who else will? And one of the ways you could do is stop giving the enemy your money. You have to shop anyways. If the prices are the same, but you get better quality and made in America, made in Canada, protect American jobs, connect, protect Canadian jobs, go to mylibertystand.com. That's right. And you can get those great organic products. That's I'm, right. I'm waiting on my new lipsticks to come, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> and, and you got these some essential oils as well. Yes, I, I did. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I've already got my, I've got my orders planned for like the next three months. And, and what the beauty of this is, is your orders will actually arrive because in my Liberty Stand, we control the supply chain. But 
the supply chain for just about everything else is already broken. Look, it started when the Rona started. They started telling you, well, listen, every all these businesses were closed. If they're closed, they're not making crap, right? So that was the first thing. And then they start make, manufacturing it, and then everything else happens, including what happened in the Suez Canal. And I, I can't resist, Christy. You sent me this, and I have to play it. Um, oh, we, we all know what the images of the Evergreen were, uh, you know, going into. Guys, I did not make this up, by the way. This is, I want everybody to be really clear. You know, I, I didn't make this. This is a video of, it's, it's very similar to what Monkey Works gets on his air, the air traffic. This is actually a sea traffic video of what occurred in the Suez Canal before the ship got stuck. And so yeah, so this is the Evergreen just kind of buying some time, let's say, inside of the uh, the sea. And what he does, and for those of you listening on audio, is he goes in a pattern that kind of looks like male genitalia, you might say. <laughs> yes, very <laughs> much so. Not kind of. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it looks very blatant. Um, by the way, it's Jeff, might I say it's a little small? I mean, but you know, well, compared to the sea, (laughs) (laughs) compared to the circular portions, the other part is a little small. (laughs) Every ship route is made differently. (laughs) Listen, my Asian friends would say that makes me wonder if maybe the Chinese were in charge. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Well, it seems, listen, they're they're in charge of most manufacturing around the world. They're in charge of most of the goods for around the world. They have become the manufacturer of the world. So, uh, look, they're involved in everything. And, you know, uh, I don't, I have not confirmed this, but there was an article that I saw, I think it was last night even, that now Israel is adopting the uh, Chinese currency instead of using the U.S. currency as a base. So we'll have to see if that is true or not. That's very interesting. That would be scary if true. And I say if true, ladies and gentlemen, check it out for yourself. I haven't confirmed it. I just saw one article. But we do know with the petrodollar uh, changing and uh, converting into rubles right now, at least in Eastern Europe, uh, it makes some sense to me that that would happen. And Saudi Arabia is uh, tending to go that way. So, Well, and Jeff, regarding the Suez Canal, so we had the shape, right? So the ship gets stuck. Are we going to go into what happened when the ship got stuck? Do you yeah, go ahead. I, I don't have the image pulled up. but Okay, so the ship gets stuck in the Suez Canal for like weeks, the ship gets stuck. We were told, and I have no proof of this, other than there are videos out there of the ship getting stuck and supposedly it was unloaded. Okay. I received a video prior to the ship being unloaded. It's very strange because I, when I was looking back at the dates, I received a video of an interior of a container. And 
the when I say a container, everybody there like on the bar on these barges, there's what's called containers. And most likely most people see the containers on when I say containers, either you're seeing them on your trains, on the backs of trucks. People th sometimes think they're just containers are the trucks. Um, in some areas, there these containers are being used to actually build um, parks and like Tony Shea used them in Las Vegas when I was there to actually build an entire park. It was called the Container Park in Las Vegas. Okay, so these containers are huge. They're typically 40 feet long, but um, about 10 or 15 feet wide. And, and that's what we put everything on to come on the barge. So no matter what, you know, even though it's in boxes and everything, people don't realize sometimes that everything goes into a container and then you pay for the container to come to your port. And so supposedly those containers were unloaded. Okay. So the video, Jeff, are we going to show them that video? I don't, I, I don't have that one pulled. I'll post it on Patriot's perspective. Okay. So <clears throat> I'll post the video on Patriot's perspective so you guys can see what the interior of this particular container look like. Okay. Because I'd never seen this before. Uh, you know, like, again, just like most of you, I was a sheeple. I was blinded by, you know, just going through my everyday business. But this container basically has seats inside. Okay. And it's got oxygen and air. Well, why do you need seats inside a container? Okay. And, and I, I'm telling you, nobody made this up. And I have confirmed again with border control that this really does happen. Okay. And when you see this, I mean, like it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to show it right now, but okay. please post it on Patriot's perspective because uh, a lot of people on Podbean won't be able to see it, but I'm going to show okay. it here as well. Yeah. Because I think this is an important thing for you to share just in general. Yeah. It's human cargo folks. And there were a lot of videos. They said that there was up to 40 containers on that particular ship. And they have ventilation. So it's compressed air. They're opening up the door going in. There's a seal, obviously. And you go inside, there's all kinds of seats. They have seat belts, of course, because these are loaded up by cranes and put onto ships. Yeah, Kobe, on a... You have entered a mild produce chamber. If this is an emergency, press the select button. If this is a non-emergency, press and hold the select button for three seconds to temporarily deactivate. I mean, can you imagine being on there, Jeff? That it's like a little prison. Okay, so the other thing that's really important for people to understand in normal circumstances. When I place an order from anything from China, and this is after production, okay? So after production, it takes anywhere from 30 to 45 days to arrive to my location. So these people on the water, okay? So these people are in this, this container for 30 to 45 days in most circumstances, and that's if it doesn't get stuck, okay? That's if there's no ships or vessels or cargo or anything getting stuck or held up um, in any way because many times the cargo can get held up at ports people don't realize it um, like our border control um, i have videos from border control that they basically sometimes take like 
beautiful objects. I mean, so so my border control person will show me, he actually laughs sometimes because he knows I love beautiful things. And a lot of times I'm importing beautiful things. So he'll show me maybe like this beautiful, like sometimes it could be worth maybe like five or $6,000. It could look like an antique. And he'll show me them taking a forklift in the pallet. Okay. So the, imagine this big, beautiful object on a pallet. So the forklift goes into the pallet and they pick it up and they drop it on the, on concrete, because what they're doing is they're checking for, they're checking for drugs. And most of the time it explodes with drugs because they've already confirmed with the drug dogs and everything. Yeah. The drug dogs have smelled it. And of course it's a big risk, you know, if there's no drugs inside, but most of the time they get it right. And, um, but basically they have to destroy these beautiful things because they are, they don't care that the object about the object, you and I are looking at the object and they're looking at what's inside and that's the people, right. And somebody put it there. You know, we have to think who put it there. And the last episode, we talked a little bit about Poppy. You guys should go back and listen to that drug episode. I'll say some of it actually had a lot, a lot of drug content in it, but it's really important to realize that these humans are being trafficked in this way it is reality. That is real. Nobody made that up. I mean, it, you know, and what I'm looking at too, is that's somebody just like you and I, Jeff, that like literally probably wasn't supposed to show any of that at the time they were saying it was coming from the seal team um, that from yes. the Suez canal. And, and I do believe that because if you go on Twitter, you'll see where a lot of the, the shipmen, are the ship hands are reporting, you know, hey, we're going through the Suez Canal because I've contacted some of them here lately and said, hey, do you guys have any stories to tell? You know, like, is there anything they're maybe trying to get a word out and to help them be able to get some of their videos out? Because these these guys are seeing a lot of things that we're we have no clue of, because you know that these people are be beating on these containers, even though they're insulated and and everything. I mean, there's no way you're going to put 45 or 50 people in one 40 foot container and them not do that. And some people have said, well, why do they have seatbelts and everything? Because cranes lift these, the cargo up and they don't want the people, listen, they need the people to actually be able to work, do whatever they want them to do. And typically they're being sex trafficked or you, yeah, know, you don't want damaged goods. You want to be able to market exactly, it right away. Exactly. Uh, sadly. So because if they didn't buckle them in or make them buckle in, then they would just be, you know, flopping like all over the container and they would probably be dead by the time they arrive. Yeah. And it, and it goes on to the sea and the sea gets rough, you mm -hmm. know, trans-Pacific yeah. particularly. So all of these things happen. And by the way, with that particular operation on that ship, uh, which was named after HRC's code name, mm -hmm. apparently, I wonder if there's a tie in. But uh, one of the things that was interesting about that operation, and it was confirmed by Australian military personnel, that it was a joint U.S. and Russia operation to get the human cargo out and safe. It's very interesting. And they, they obviously, they had to offload a lot of the cargo to relieve the weight to get the ship off of the thing. But listen, those ships navigate by themselves, just like we have autopilot. You know, they have that. That was done on purpose. Something went array and made that ship turn in and go. What, what you know, a lot of people think it was a white hat operation. I tend to agree. And, you know, that is, you know, so the, the theory is that, 
the white hat operation would have made it make that shape to kind of send us a message of, you know, these are penis heads, let's just say. Okay. You, cool. particularly, you particularly called out the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and but, you knew about the shape, which was interesting. Yeah, but, but there could also be a situation where the Chinese could have made that. Okay. So that's a second theory because of the size. So, you know, <laughs> just a little fun out there. And then there could be a situation where it was actually intentional, but I don't think they would have intentionally stopped their own ship. So I'm intended, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Jeff. I do think it was yeah. a white hat operation. But that, that pattern was definitely intentional and it was meant to raise eyebrows. It was done distinctively. So, but I guess the point of bringing up all of that uh, is again, the factories were closed. Then we had the stoppage of cargo now we're seeing the ships piled up off of every major port like never before in history. But even before that, when we're going back to last year, and I wish I could have found the video, but there, there's several of them, and you probably have seen them, is farmers telling you that they were being paid by the U.S. government to destroy all of their crops and they get subsidies and what was happening is they said we'll give you 150 percent of your subsidy so they're giving what you, they normally get plus another 50 percent to destroy it which makes it more profitable for them and if they didn't they would not get the subsidy so they're out of business they were blackmailed yes absolutely so jeff while i'm telling this next little clip based on that, you should look at, I sent you one of the milk being I've out. got it up. I'm You've ready to go okay. on it. So with this, with the farmers, Jeff's right. The milk, uh, there, there's so many things that were being destroyed. And this next video is like so powerful to me because it shows milk being dumped from and, and it's it's a convoy of trucks. It's not just a couple of containers. As this camera moves around, like you know, I don't know how many trucks are there, but I'm gonna guess there's at least fifty major tankers dumping their milk in a field. Just in a field, absolutely, just in a field, and they're showing this. And and it's a real video. The guy's shadow, because I think he's not even being believing what he's you know what he was being told to do. You know, because again, you know, and, and so they, it shows the truckers pulling away. And I mean, these are, this is a lot of milk guys. I mean, so if anybody still believes in the green new deal and they think that um, this whole dairy free green new deal um, is real and is not being paid for by the cabal, yeah, that this is absolute proof here that that is not true. I mean, so. And, and the government has been basically putting American farmers out of business. They've been putting all of that growth in New Mexico. That's coming out on the mainstream media as we speak. Uh, but, you know, in timing with all of this, of course, as well, uh, there is a bird flu and now farmers are being ordered to kill all of their poultry. So, and who's saying that there's a bird flu, Jeff? Let's think about this. We also have to think about, like, we have to stop and think, 
who is saying there's the bird flu? The same people that told us there was this virus, the same people that um, had the ship in the Suez Canal, the same people who own Evergreen, most likely, or have connections to, the same people who want your real estate, the same people who um, want you to have a food shortage. These are the same people, and it's a very small group of people. That's the good news. It's very small. And, you know, when you look at it, and obviously it's the World Economic Forum people and, you know, this great reset that is in the public eye uh, saying this and, you know, putting out the predictive programming for it. But people, we really need to go back into history. And what did Stalin do? What did, you know, uh, every country that was basically turned into authoritarian authoritarian dictatorships they starved the people out right now mm -hmm. uh, i'm going to make a bold statement and it's very real as far as my perception and my opinion goes but governments of the world have turned on its people absolutely this is being done on purpose and i know you see a stumbling bumbling idiot in the white house but i'm going to tell you this is possibly one of the most effective governments to accomplish what they want to do in history. Yes, absolutely. And that's the reason they've stolen elections. They've stolen things. And so the one thing that we can do is take it back. We have to, Jeff. I mean, and, and I'm going to say, if you're still sitting here listening to us and you have not done a records request with your city or county, you're not signed up to be a poll worker, you are not talking to your neighbor um, because I will tell you, and God bless my neighbor, Carlos, who uh, I, I love Carlos, but he was the biggest Biden fan. He passed away this week and I'm very sorry to Carlos's family. Um, but even Carlos was waking up to the fact that, oh my gosh, like what's really happened here. And he would, you know, he was coming to, to ask me and we would always tease each other you know, because I would say, where's your Biden hat, Carlos? Come on, go get it. You know, like, come on, aren't you proud of this? And he was like, he literally told me he was the only Cuban um, that he knew of that, like, um, had supported Biden. And he said, so he goes, you're going to win because, and I said, well, Carlos, in that case, doesn't it make you think of how did he actually win? You know, and he says, I don't think he did. So, um, and I, I think that's very hard for him to say. I think that was very hard for him to say, but I think a lot of people, if, even if people did vote for Biden, and there may be people listening here to, that believe the propaganda, and God bless you if you believe the propaganda, but you have to open your eyes and see the truth now um, in terms of we have a ton of rhinos, we have a ton of demon rats, and they're all in the same camp. So we have to figure Look out McCarthy. Oh my goodness. And mm -hmm. I knew this guy was a snake for a long time. Yeah. You, you can just tell looking at him. People do not vote for him. If you're in California, I don't care. Get the independent, get someone else in there. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no good Democrats as far as I'm concerned. And there's very few good Republicans. Absolutely. And and I even say like for Georgia voters, you guys are going to have a, a governorial election coming up. And believe it or not, when I was in Georgia, North Georgia, I saw very few signs for Candace Taylor, which is kind of scary because, you know, she has basically no money behind her. So I always look for the candidate with no money behind them, because yeah. how would you be if you were running for 
for Mayor or Governor Jeff, I probably would have zero money behind me because, because I couldn't be bought. So you always want to look to see how much money the campaign has and who actually gave the money because you have to accept the money as a, as a candidate. You That's don't right, have right. to just take money from anyone. So if BlackRock comes to me and says, oh, they're going to give me $10,000 for each from each of their LLCs, by the way. So this is another thing to look for that people don't pay attention to. Not only is it tons of money, but it's tons of money from out-of-state contributors. Why do out-of-state contributors need to contribute to your local election So or other countries? Um, but it really has to go through uh, through an entity here. But you they can, always do. Mm -hmm. And typically yeah. those entities, by the way, Jeff, remember how we talked about Delaware the last time? So everybody needs to go back and listen to the last episode because a lot of those entities are Delaware corpserations. They absolutely are. So they get around a lot of rules and a lot of taxations. And that's why most of the corrupt companies are uh, from Delaware. And that's at their headquarters. And, and I just... Before we go on to some of the uh, the plant fires, and, and we're gonna, we're by the way, we're not. This isn't gonna skip. We're gonna talk some good news at the end, so hold tight. Uh, at least I think it's gonna be good news. But uh, when we talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis, I don't want to forget the fact that you did that solo interview with Frank, and I put it up on Right on Radio. And this is a man who lived through it, and. You know, you're going to hear about the starvation. You're going to hear about all these different things that happened in that country in the Bay of Pigs. And you should really go back and listen to that particular interview uh, that Christy did. Yeah. And Jeff, I'll also post on Patriots Perspective some clips that you guys can use to share with your family and friends. I like to put them out on Telegram because that way you guys can download them. You can share them on your social media. I, I'm not like you don't even have to give me credit. I don't care because it's the message is the most important. But I did take clips from Cubans here at Freedom Tower who tell that they fought against the people at Bay of Pigs. They certainly wish they wouldn't have. OK. And um, so, uh, in other words, Frank was Bay of Pigs. Jeff, do, do we have just a second so I can kind of explain? Sure. OK, so Bay of Pigs was a situation where some Cuban-Americans were brought to America and then they were armed there were 1400 of them that were armed to go back to cuba to try to liberate cuba but it was really too late and because they because the fidel regime had brainwashed people to such an extent that they were literally fighting each other because that's what they want us to do they want us to fight each other they want us to they want like they want me to use my ammunition on my neighbor who is not oh, a and when you're really hungry you will yeah. And so that's the reason it's most important for God, to, you to pray and for God, for you guys to stock up for your neighbors, not only yourselves, but for your neighbors. OK, so think about your neighbors during this process, because if you are a Christian, you have the ability and God will provide for you. I, I assure you, if he can if he can multiply fish and um, turn water into wine. He can do a lot more than that because Jesus said that we were going to be able to do more than he did. So we have to believe it. I mean, and so regarding the Bay of Pigs, so basically 1400 Cuban, um, you know, they became Americans when they came over. We gave them citizenship. We sent them back armed, um, 1400 of them. But the thing is, they were compromised because someone on the inside, the Russian um, the Russian intelligence, Russian and Cuban intelligence had already known that they were coming. So they then 
basically told the people that were still in Cuba, listen, they're coming, they're trying to take away your country, the Americans are invading. And they were told, and I, and again, I have this clip that I'm going to post, that the only good American is a dead American. That's from a Cuban soldier fighting on the Cuban side and totally regrets it to this day. And man, those Cubans, they come out here in Miami like you have never seen people come out to fight and be liberated um, because they understand exactly what's happening. And if there's a lesson to be learned from that, don't leave it to be too late. No. Yeah. Those, those of you who have taken an oath, and I want to talk, and I'm not talking about illegal stuff. I'm not talking about, uh, but particularly, I, I've been saying for about a year now, Christy, the police of the United States are the key to this entire thing. And the whole world is counting on the United States. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. But let's uh, let's continue to give some evidence because, you know, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but they are burning up all kinds of our uh, major supply chain and food processing plants like over like 24 in the last year and you know 16 in the last month and a half mm -hmm. this has never happened before and these are major uh supply companies and when they take away just one part of a supply chain if a link is broken then you can't put the whole product together and I'm just going to tell you, so what we've got up on the video, uh, on the display for those of you listening on Podbean, is just a, a encapsulation of all the fires and stuff like that in Oregon and California and Alabama and, you know, Massachusetts has been a couple and Nebraska, uh, Lackawanna County, uh, El Paso, like everywhere and the cattle. Georgia. The I see Chicken. Cobb County. I see Cobb County, Georgia as well. Yeah. There, it's it's everywhere, folks, and this is intentional. Of course, they're already starting to say, well, it could be cyber attacks from Russia. Everything's from Russia, Jeff. This, uh, listen, this is being destroyed from within. And ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. And if you think about... Well, just, just look at, at some of the people that you experience in day-to-day -day life. And you see people who are walking around still wearing things covering their face. You're, these are, this is the zombie apocalypse that The Walking Dead was preparing you for, folks. I'm telling you, there's this deadly combination. They're going to turn on 5G. Uh, and more, and there's stuff inside of people's bodies, you know, this magic potion, uh, there's people hungry, like this is a perfect storm, and then they've imported people who have been on terror watch lists and things like that, mm -hmm. and even some paid people, I'm sure, uh, this is all from within, and the stuff in your grocery stores is not going to start to go away it's i know people are posting hey i'm in uh, this state and i go into america grocery store it's fine it will happen overnight it won't sell out slowly it will be removed look at history 
and and all while Jen Saki and and um, Stolas, Joey B and the Bribes House, um, has announced that you will not probably he's probably going to forgive fifty thousand dollars of your student loans. Congratulations, everyone! Yeah, because your money is worthless now, anyways. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and you're not going to pay it anyway. <laughs> folks, the. the I, I know everyone's waiting for a tweet from someone who says he's not going back on Twitter, but l let me just say it in his stead. The storm is upon us. The storm is upon us. Yes. D and, don't wait. Don't wait for the tweet. Because keep in mind, if we were told that the, if Q said there was going to be a tweet, think about who owns Twitter now. That's all I'm going to say. And Jeff, yeah. we had a, we had a comment in the last video where one of the listeners did have their car title sent to them and they believe they owed over $30,000 for this car. I'm going to say to that listener, and I'm, I apologize. I do not remember your name. I know I didn't get permission to say it on air anyway, but if you have your car title, you own your car, go figure. If I have my car title, I am not paying anybody in the cabal to keep my car. Because if you have the title, the person that has the title owns the car. That's I hope right. that helps you out. That's right. And listen, I know there's some channels and that saying that their student debt is being forgiven and stuff. And look, I don't know, but I'm telling you, we put up the debt clock. We put it on air live uh, and it contradicted what other people are saying. So, you know, mm -hmm. I know someone says, well, I took a screenshot and it's a, uh, it's an out an hour before, and here's how it went up. Well, all you'd have to do is present that screenshot, you know, and reverse the order. Like, come on, folks. It's, you know, people are selling hopium out there. Um, we want to keep it real here. Uh, we live life and live right in the real world. And I put the deck clock up live for everyone to see it who's watching on video. And I've encouraged you to go to the deck clock and look at it right now to see if we were wrong. Um, okay. That's right. But if you have your title, you own that property. That's all I'm going to say. So if you do happen to be one of those lucky people that get your car title in the mail, congratulations. You own your car. Congratulations. All right. So here's where I want to go with all of this, Christy. And I think uh, when we're looking for answers and there's so much confusion in the world right now, look, we don't know who's good, who's bad. We know certainly there's some really, really bad people that they're evident. Uh, we don't know who all is good because good people no. turn out to be bad and they get exposed. And, you know, in the end, it'll all shake out and God will reveal every single lie, as it says in Luke. But I want to compare what is happening and just the information that we just covered to the book of Revelation, which, which we've covered on this channel. We did an in-depth study on it. But when you look into Revelation 6, and this is the first half of the tribulation, so this is the first three and a half years or 1,240 days that this stuff happens. So uh, we have the four horsemen of the apocalypse, essentially, which are the seals. So the first seal is... Um, the living creatures, a voice of thunder, I looked and behold a white horse, and the one who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now, 
for those of you who did not go through the Bible study with us, you're seeing a white horse. This is not Jesus. <laughs> okay. This is someone being sent to, con for, to conquer, and he's got a bow, and he's going to conquer. So what, is, what does a bow shoot? It shoots arrows. What do we have that looks like arrows in modern day? Missiles. Missiles. And, and they shoot with great accuracy. Well, they shoot, Jeff. They shoot, shot, what is being also promoted. And you know what really interesting thing is BBC just released a documentary with the Victorian Albert Museum. And do you know that they had arrows from like the 1800s that have poison in them? Because they were showing how they were having to handle these arrows. Yeah. Yeah, the, the poisonous tips. And they did fiery tip arrows. Yeah, listen, people have been created in war for ever, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you get the advantage over the other the other army, but um, so to conquer and to conquering. So right now we see China making bold moves, trying to conquer currencies, trying to conquer land. You know, Taiwan is up, and you know Donald Trump claims to be the greatest predictor of all things, and uh, he's predicting that Taiwan is next. And listen, so far the guy's been right about just about everything he said. So so let, let so that kind of lines up with what's happening today. And then let's go into the second seal, war. And another red horse went out to him and sat on it and granted to take peace from the earth and that the people would kill one another and a large sword was given to him. So there's rumors of world war now. Yes. There's rumors of it. So let's go to the third seal. And the third seal was a black horse. The one who sat on it had scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not damage oil and the wine this is famine people that's a that's a loaf of bread for a hundred dollars okay mm -hmm. yeah um, so this is kind of lining up with what is happening right now too would you mm -hmm. agree christy yeah absolutely so jeff what are like you know when when we're talking even about the bread you know, the one thing that I know very few of us do is actually make our own bread and, you know, bread multiplies automatically. And it's kind of silly that we don't, that we run to the grocery store, we pay $3 a loaf for some bread, maybe more now, actually in Wynwood and here in Not Miami, where I, live. I was going to say you would pay $8 for some handmade bread, but all it takes is the dough and the dough is constantly, you know, magnifying by the day. And I, I know I'm using the wrong terminology. I'm not a baker, everybody. Um, so we all should be doing that. And I'm not saying I'm doing it, but it is something that I need to go and get some sourdough and like divide it and, and have it multiply. You know, those are simple things that, you know, God gives us the wisdom to do that we that's have to right. act upon it. That That's such a great point. And you know, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm looking to take some bold steps in this direction as well. Uh, 
So the fourth seal was death, and I don't need to go through all of them. Um, but this is to kill with the sword, uh, famine, and plague. And they're already advertising there's another plague coming. Mm -hmm. And don't worry, I got some good news at the end of this. I, do. <laughs> I know this sounds horrific. Well, first of all, it would be good news if we're going through this because the uh, the Lord is imminent. You know, his is coming back, and there's there's terror and there's martyrs, and uh, of course, people will be martyred for for their faith and different things like that. But why do I bring this up? And it's really been on my heart, Christy, since Sunday to talk about this. The enemy. Satan, the cabal, whatever you want to call them, they know God's word better than most Christians, I would suggest to you. And it is my gut feeling, not a prophetic word, but, you know, listen, the spirit of God lives within me, just like he does a lot of you who are listening. And the spirit of God speaks. And what I am hearing or feeling in this is that the enemy is trying to force the tribulation. And I think God is going to stop it. And so when uh, we look at these posts by that intelligence uh, thing, and it says nothing can stop what is coming and it's biblical, I'm actually realigning with that perspective at this moment. Mm -hmm. and. This does, and this does not mean sit back on the couch and do nothing. No. You can never, ever go back to that. And and if we all don't rise up and start going against this, then you know what? The devil might just uh, be able to plead his case in the courts of heaven. And God says, okay, yeah, continue. Right? That's right. And Jeff, so, you know, we have a division right now, right? We have Linwood saying one thing, we have General Flynn saying another, and whether these, and Trump's another, and, but the one, and, and Hugh's saying another. So this is what I want people to realize. It doesn't matter what those men are saying and doing. It does not matter. Technically, they're all saying the same thing. Take back your local government period. They're all saying the same thing. And who isn't saying that? Like, let's think about who is not saying that. Because whoever's not saying that is the one that we should be like marking off the list. Okay. Yeah. You're so, not going to go topple the federal, uh, federales with all the, you know, protection that they have and the power of yeah. the military and all that. But you are going to be effective locally because we have numbers and you can do it peacefully and uh, we can peacefully pull them out and have peaceful tribunals for them. Well, and, and that's if they even know, Jeff, you know, like I, I think a lot of these local people, they have zero clue. And so it's our duty to show them. I mean, we have people here in Miami um, that, will go and meet privately there. It's a Christian group. They go meet privately with, with these politicians because many of them don't know. So in all fairness, we all think that they're, well, they're apart. Well, there's probably eight out of a hundred people that actually know what's going on when it comes to politicians. They have zero clue. Like it's shocking. They just told the party line because they like the gig. Exactly. They like the limos. They like the prestige. They, they like the pay. They like the insider trading. They just told the line. 
That's exactly they don't right. Know the grand plan. So when you go behind scenes, we always recommend that that you contact them privately first and ask for a meeting. This is what we do. We, there's a group of us. We go. We ask for a meeting. We typically take an attorney. We take a person who's very knowledgeable on a subject, and then we take a person who's very political, who understands like the political landscape, what's happened over the years. Okay, that is not me, by the way. Um, what a great but, strategy. Yeah, and so they go in and they say, listen, we need to sit down. We need to have a meeting with you. This is what's happening. We want to give you the opportunity to change, whether it's Democrat, Rhino, Republican, no matter what. We want to give you the opportunity to change. And here's the... Nuremberg Code, we're leaving you with this. You have now been cited. You now either have to do something about it or you are not acting on behalf of the people. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that's what you have to do locally. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, my, grandfa my grandfather-in-law um, from my uh, previous marriage, he was a Democrat mayor and he was a good guy. And believe it or not, he was also a Mason. Okay. But he did act for the people. I will say that. I don't know what he did in the Masonic Lodge. Okay. I'm not speaking about what he did in the Masonic Lodge. That's, you know, that's here nor there. But the point is, if somebody would come to him, I heard, heard him many times, people would come over to the house and they would tell him, you know, hey, we need you to do this, that, or the other. And he would, he would really consider no matter, you know, he didn't care which party they were voting for on a national level. He cared about doing what was good for the community. So that's what you have to think about. Like, I think we're kind of taught that we have no power within certain people. But I think if you go sit down with the people, no matter who they are, they're really going to expose themselves. It's important to those conversations. And, and listen, if they keep getting surrounded by people, they're going to listen. Eventually, they have to. Exactly. They they have don't, to. The last thing they want is people outside of their houses banging pots and pans. Exactly. By the way, which is really effective. Or exactly. Or, or Jeff, in the case of in the case of our neighborhood, we kept having an issue with construction, the Russian construction site next door. So they were starting work at like six o'clock in the morning and they're not supposed to start until eight. So um one of the our local neighbors, he owns a trucking company and he threatened to go and actually run trucks outside the politicians' homes. He says, I'm just gonna <laughs> And that's that's not illegal. He can drive the trucks all around. It's a public street. He says, you know, we can do the same thing with you all. You know, so it's that's your right. choice what you do. But he says, I promise you, you will have a barricade of trucks that are driving around your neighborhood at five o'clock in the morning. Well, you know what? And it's good. And it's not like a retribution thing. It's it's because it's rules for thee, not for me. And how many times have we seen yeah. that over the last couple of years? Uh, just to exaggerate the point. Um, before we go, Christy, I want to share a revelation that I had on Saturday during our Singapore prayer celebration. And by the way, uh, we do have a Saturday night sermon uh, coming up on Saturday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And right after that, we have our Singapore prayer celebration. Uh, it has been on fire, folks. Uh, you are missing out. There's not nearly enough people on there listen we're thankful we have a, we have a good gathering don't get me wrong uh and it's not all about numbers it's about the power that's in it but i'm telling you there's it's a if you want to experience the holy spirit sometimes it is overwhelming and uh and we're even birthing our own sos army choir 
have, <laughs> I have goosebumps on my arm, Jeff, with, with you talking about that, the prayers. And also so, Eric's message from Sunday, too. We yeah, yeah. And I haven't previewed the message uh, for Saturday, but I'll tell you it's watching wall. And she's the one who runs the uh, singing poor prayer celebration with Shiloh and uh, just two really anointed ladies. And, uh, and we have, we have, God has given us such powerful prayer warriors and such beautiful voices. And so people sing, people pray and, you know, and it's just really, it's Holy spirit led. We let it go where it goes. You know, Jeff, when you were saying um, about, we were just talking about our politicians. The other thing that I was thinking about when I was listening to Eric's message, it's also important that we go to the pastors too. I think Cisco has said this in the past, that we go to the pastors and make them, you know, make them aware of what's happening as well. Yeah, as a lot of them were just trained, this is how you do church. And so mm-hmm. they go and they do their jobs. They're not bad men or, or women. I know women aren't supposed to be uh, pastors or something, but I, I believe some women have real gifts of teaching. And uh, mm-hmm. man, I wouldn't be the guy to hold that back. <laughs> you know. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, thanks for not being a gender. <laughs> gender well, the, the Bible does say it, and that no, came out does. there. I know it does. Uh, My grandfather course, reminds me all the time. He wants to make you sure know, I'm not trying to become a preacher. Don't worry, I'm not trying to become a preacher anymore. So you know what? I actually think that a woman can be a preacher. I just think she needs a man as the head of the church to be biblically correct. That's my opinion. Uh, some people might be able to prove me wrong in scripture, and, and that's okay. Please do. Uh, but I I would be totally comfortable with that. You know, got no problem with it. Um, so I did have some revelation. Christy, and, you know, oftentimes in our prayer, of course, we're praying about world events, we're praying about world leaders, we're praying against their totalitarian efforts that are happening around the world, we pray that their plans will fail, we we pray for confusion in their camps and in their communications, and all of those things that are effective tools that we have, and, and our prayers are our weapons of mass destruction. And as we were praying uh, for those things, I heard the word of the Lord, and I know that I know that I know this was from the Lord. And the Lord said this to me, and maybe it was just for me, but I think it's actually for all of you. It's fine to pray for those things that we have been praying for. But I felt the conviction we actually need to pray for the betterment of these tyrannical individuals. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I've got to pray for Biden. I have to pray Mm -hmm. for Justin Trudeau. I have to pray, and I'm praying good things in their life. Revelation, Mm -hmm. not against them. Mm -hmm. And if we can come to in our togetherness and all start to pray together for these people, not Mm -hmm. against them, for them, against their actions, absolutely. Mm-hmm. against their actions, but pray for them, for their soul, for their salvation. I really believe that the Lord is going to do something, uh, maybe not with all of them, but, you know, uh, it takes one domino to fall and then some go pat along with it. What yep. say you? 
I, I agree, Jeff. And and that's another thing you can do with your politicians is just say, hey, we, we have some issues we want to discuss, but we also want to get together and pray for you and surround them with prayer, like Jeff's saying, because once the spirit is on them, you never know what's going to like, you you know, we have the power and that's what we need to understand. We have the power and we do need to take a stand and utilize the power that we have that God has given us. That's right. Take it my liberty stand and God put you as a free person. So uh, do that. And also just one quick reminder before we go, uh, just because of the date today. So it's uh, Thursday today that this episode comes out. Saturday uh, evening is when the coupon for the real estate course. A lot of people have been asking about it. Uh, it is good for any country where you can buy property. Uh, laws and state uh, states and provinces all vary, but the math is the same. The procedures are very, very similar. It would be nothing for you to adjust internationally. Uh, that question came up a couple times just this morning alone. So uh, go to writeonyou.com. The coupon is in the description box, and it is good till Saturday. And uh, that is all I will say about that other than uh, I will be finishing up the teachings for the real estate course in the next week, week and a half. And then uh, probably right after Memorial Day, I'm going to start this teaching that I've promised about uh, giving you some new eyes to see and deprogramming what Pharaoh has taught you. Oh, that sounds great, Jeff. Uh, it's it's going to be intense, folks. I'm telling you, you're going to go for a ride, and it's uh, it's all based on the Word of God and common logic and and different things. But uh, I, I people's lives will be transformed into you'll be closer to what God intended you to be when you go through this teaching. That's I a promise. Wait. I can't wait. <laughs> that is a promise. So. Hey, Christy, any final words? I think I've said it all, Jeff. If you want to follow PatriotsPerspective.com, make sure that you go to the Telegram channel. I'll post some of those things. I encourage you to share with your family, friends, and neighbors and just take action on what we've said here today. Amen and amen. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.